Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm John Lucier. I'm glad to have you with us this evening as we dive into the Word, continuing our, our well, what's become a series now of looking at how did we get here. And I mean both as, as a nation, as first and foremost, you know, the United States of America, but also nations around the world that are facing similar situations and circumstances wherever they are at. Now we are doing that by looking at number 16, and we're going to pick it up from where we left off in the previous episode. But before we do that, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, first and foremost for who you are. You are our God, and we are your people. But we thank you for your word, the word that you are about to bring forth, the word that provides guidance and direction that instructs us according to your will and your ways, your thoughts and your heart on the matter. Not just highlighting the issues that need to be addressed, but the instruction, the guidance on how to address them that is pleasing to your sight, that gets us back on course and in alignment with you and your will, your ways, that is a part of your covenant for a people that is covenanted towards you. We thank you, Lord, for all those who are part of that covenant and those who are drawing near to enter into that covenant. We thank you for your goodness, your grace and your mercy towards us. That's all making us conform to your image, image of your Son, Jesus the Christ. We thank you, we bless you, Glorify and magnify your name with all the praise, glory, and honor that is due you. In the almighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. All right, so in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion again, as I said, looking at how did we get here. Now, just a, a quick recap, the Lord, in a previous episode, we were going over how the Lord was has instructed them plainly in chapter 15, saying, that defiance against the Lord is blasphemy. And there was a penalty for that. Now, what he is calling and asking us to do is to remember him, who he is. He's God. We're to seek him. And he's also instructed us to seek him and his ways, or what's known in scripture as being holy. So for this episode, we're going to begin in number 16, verse 20. And... We're going to read, uh, yeah, we'll just begin in verse 20. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them instantly. But they fell on their faces and said, O God, God of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins, will you be angry with the entire congregation? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get back from around the dwellings of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses arose and went to Dathan and Abiram, with the elders of Israel following him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Excuse me, depart now from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing that belongs to them, or you will be swept away in all their sin. So they got back. Actually, we'll, we'll pause there. Pause there in verse 26. All right, so there's a couple things that we need to understand. One, this is a continuation from what we read previously, verse 19, 
It says how Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the doorway of the tent of meeting, and then the Lord's glory appeared to all the congregation. So this is an extremely important section of scripture that we just read because now the Lord has appeared in his glory and he is speaking and giving instruction and guidance. So the first instruction he gives is in verse 21. It says, separate yourselves from amongst the congregation. And that is extremely important because that is what the Lord has actually called each of us to do. Separate ourselves from the world, right? He, he says this in multiple places in scripture. We'll look at just Ezra 10, verse 11. It says, now therefore make confession to the Lord your God, or sorry, the Lord God of your fathers and do his will and separate yourselves from the peoples of the land and from the foreign wives. But that's not the only place he tells us to separate ourselves. In Leviticus 26, 40 through 42, he tells them, that, yes, confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespass against me and have walked contrary to me. But again, there's a separation aspect in that. Um, also in, let me find it. Second uh, Corinthians six seventeen. He says, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. And touch not, or, or to, don't touch any unclean thing, and I will receive you. So, let's understand that for a moment, because that is vitally important. Separating ourselves means to actually live or be holy, like the Lord has commanded us to be holy. And not touching any unclean thing is not touching anything that is bound up in sin or that would cause you to sin or stumble. To, would that Anything that would compromise you and your faith, entangling you into bondage and sin before the Lord. This is a... I'll say vitally important for each and every one of us. That's what the Lord is looking for. A people that are made ready for the Lord and his return. He's looking for that for from all of his people. So that's the first instruction he gives. But then notice the response. They. Who's they? Moses and Aaron, who up until this point have continually interceded for the people. The, they understand the Lord. They understand his thoughts and his ways. And they understand what lies ahead, what sin does. It steals, kills, and destroys. It takes from them, from those that practice sin. And they understand the severity of it. There has been a defiance of the Lord. And the Lord's saying, separate yourselves from this. And the people are interceding on their behalf. Just as they've petitioned the Lord, they've brought their petitions to the Lord. Because those that were in the power or had the power to do anything were staunch against the Lord. So the Lord is also allowing this to happen at this time. This division amongst the people. 
those who are for the Lord, who are made ready or prepared, people that have a desire that the Lord, he's their God and they're his people, and those that are in opposition. And you can say, oh, well, well John, there's probably a third group. There's those that, that are, are waiting and watching and making a choice. Uh, any choice that is considered waiting or the avoidance of a choice, let's just call it what it is, it's the avoidance of a choice. The Lord considers that a choice to be in opposition to him. A decision must be made. The avoidance of a decision or, or the absence of a decision, avoidance of trying to make a decision is counted as a choice for the adversary. A choice must be made. Which side we're going to be on. But I love how even in this, Moses and, and the people, they are still interceding for them. And the Lord says what he says. And, and, and we have to understand this in a right perspective because we need to hold the Lord rightly and a right, a correct view of the Lord. The Lord is not, says, they, tells them, the next instruction, get away from these other individuals, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Now, if we recall correctly, Dathan and Abiram said they would not even attend. They would not even show up at the tent of meeting. They would not even attend. So it is, do we not see that in our society as well? Those that have been some of the biggest, I'll say, people that have promulgated this division, these accusations and the like, when, when the attempt is made to hold them accountable, all of a sudden they want to avoid being involved. They don't want to participate. They want to avoid, ultimately, justice or and or what you some might say the consequences of their actions which is another form of rebellion attempting to bypass the laws or the mechanisms in place to hold people accountable but let's also understand this about the lord he are he's just like this show says plainly his He's a God of righteousness and justice. Those two elements, righteousness and justice, are the foundation of his very throne. Now, the Lord is not the one that is punishing people. We must understand this about the Lord. Scripture tells us plainly that he turns them over to their own lust, the things that they desire, that they thought would save them, prolong their life, and the like the things that they served. The Lord will turn them over and allow them the opportunity to see the error of their ways by trusting on those things to save them. And this is important for this next part. Because there, there is something coming. There is something coming. This is said throughout Scripture. We see it, well, I'll say it in this way. We see this throughout scripture where Jesus even spoke about this in his parables where he says, hey, let the wheat and the thistles grow together. 
the weeds, those things that would choke out, well, the crop, the harvest. He says, let them grow together, and then at the appropriate time, the angels will separate them. Well, that's exactly what happens here. But I want to bring this up, or I feel led to bring this up, because in verse 26, he finally says to the congregation, depart now from the tents of these wicked men and touch nothing that belongs to them, or you will be swept away in all their sin. At some point when we, well, expend the grace meter, the only thing that's left is us to reap or receive the fruit of what we have sown. And if it's sin that we are practicing, rest assured, yes, that, that will come up. And it's, it's like a dam that, that cracks. All that water begins to rush through and flow. And it cannot be stopped until it just comes to a resting place. And it's important for us but because we need to understand that so we can not attribute evil to the Lord, but hold him, view him rightly. And by rightly, I mean righteously, because he is a righteous God. And so that way we can also, by holding the Lord rightly, preserve ourselves and not heap up sin and wickedness or evil in our life. I would much rather utilize the grace given to me on blessings and all those things than, than have to expend grace that has been allotted to me to cover sin. And by cover, I mean to utilize it against sin that has been heaped up in my life. But that's me for me. You have to make your choice for you. So, oh, there was one last, th- last scripture I wanted to, to say, and it, was, it comes from Daniel concerning the time being now. And in Daniel, there's a, that separation that, that he talks about. And there's also a, well, I'll just say it in this way. It tells us to separate ourselves, right? So, but that separation must happen now because there's not a lot of time as we're about to read here. So we'll, we'll pick it back up here right now in uh, number 16, verse 27. It says, so they got back from around the dwellings of Korah, Dathan and Abiram, and Dathan and Abiram came out and stood in the doorway of their tents along with their wives and their sons and their little ones. Moses said, by this, you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these deeds, for this is not my doing. If these men die the death, of all men, or if they suffer the fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about an entirely new thing, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that is theirs, and they descend alive into Sheol, then you will understand that these men have spurned the Lord. As he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split open. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, all their households and all the men who belonged to Korah with their possessions. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive to Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. All Israel who were around them fled at their outcry 
for they said, The earth may swallow us up. Fire also came forth from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. So we're going to pause there for right now. There's some things we need to understand, again, about the Lord and his ways. I understand in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, everything you, you read, and the Lord did this, and the Lord sent that, and the Lord uh, sent a fire and consumed these, these individuals. And let's understand the Lord. He allows things. When we open the door to the adversary to, and give the en- in, by so doing, give the enemy a foothold, then legally there is claim there. And the Lord has set up and established spiritual laws. So if we don't bring those things under the blood of Christ, then the adversary does have claim. And after sin, when it reaches its fullness, it brings forth death. And that's exactly what happened here. Now, on time, as soon as the words were being finished, Moses finished speaking those words, that's when it happened. So, I say that because I, I sense also for this nation and for many nations around the world, but especially in the United States, something big is happening. And we must act now. We must choose to separate ourselves to the Lord now. Not out of fear, not out of obligation, but out of a true love and desire for the Lord and his ways. Now, yes, the households of those three individuals that led the rebellion Korah, and Dathan, and Abiram. Yep, they were made an example. But then also, notice, fire also comes down. Not unlike what happened with Elijah. It happened in Moses' time too. That was in verse 35. Fire also came down forth from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. These individuals also had a, a part, a role in that was given to them by the Lord. And you can look at that, whether that's leaders in the church, whether that's elected officials at, at your state, local, federal level, businesses, schools, whatever it is, whatever industry or business, whatever you want to put it into, category, arts, media, entertainment, the like, right? Government, education, all these things. What have we done with it? Have we rebelled against the Lord? If so, let's bring it under the blood of Christ now. Let's repent and let's actually turn and do what the Lord has instructed us to do. Because this is, this is vital. Those individuals that also participated They experienced a similar fate. Was it in the exact same manner? No. But the Lord is a, our God is a God of justice. The guilty do not go unpunished. 
they experience the exact same fate. It cost them their, their lives. Or as we read about in chapter 15, the penalty was to be cut off from their people. So they were no longer in the land of the living. So it's for us to understand and just come into alignment with the Lord. His plan, his purpose is to do his will, to follow and be a part of his covenant, direct alignment, divine alignment with that. And in faith moving forward on the destiny track he has for your life, because in that destiny track also contains all the blessings and benefits found in his covenant, which is part of which is his will. And it's for every area and aspect of your life. But then there's, there's this, and let's continue. In verse 36, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, that he shall take up the censers out of the midst of the blaze, for they are holy. And you scatter the burning coals abroad. As for the censers, these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered sheets for plating, or for a plating of the altar, since they did present them before the Lord, and they are holy. And they shall be for a sign to the sons of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers which the men who were burned had offered, and they hammered them out as a plating for the altar, as a reminder to the sons of Israel that no layman who is not of the descendants of Aaron should come near to burn incense before the Lord, so that he will not become like Korah and his company, just as the Lord had spoken to him through Moses. Now, let's pause there with that um, scripture, section of scripture, because there's, there's some key points that we have to understand. The Lord First, the Lord requires his people to be holy. But also notice that the Lord is able to separate and distinguish what is his, what has been set apart as being holy, from the profane. Now the people themselves, the Lord had made holy. And we read about that and covered that in one of the previous episodes in this uh, mini-series of sorts of Understanding how we got here, how we got to the place that we are at as a nation or your nation in the world. The Lord was able to distinguish and separate and then said, hey, the things that are mine, that are the Lord's, have been set apart, dedicated to him. They're going to be a sign. So we can understand and know that the Lord is ready, willing, and able to protect his own. And yes, these were just censers or fire pans. If the Lord's able and willing to do that for an object that someone says, okay, beside of, aside from it being gold, it's just an object. It's just a material thing. Then how much more would the Lord do that, protect, save, and deliver his people? Is the question we should be asking ourselves. Or for those leaders that have chosen to live in a wicked manner, that are accusing and oppressing his people. The Lord is able and ready, willing 
to save and will save his people. He will deliver them. And those individuals will go on being a sign. I know in this is talking about a sensor or a fire pan. But they were made into something new. And they were still given a position. And what was the position they were given? They were on these sensors were now plating on the altar. And it's a reminder for all of us, not just here for the descendants of, of Aaron, that they are the ones that are able to come near to the Lord and do his service, but understand the bigger part. It's those whom the Lord chose to do the service. Not those who, like Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, tried to make their own way and launched accusations and a strategy with which, or an attempt to overthrow the Lord's choice. And by so doing, we're defiant or we're blaspheming the Lord. Now again, the Lord's gracious and he gave time. And when the Lord determined that the time was, was up, there was action. Justice was served or rendered, as it were, according to their heart and how or what they had sown, they reaped the fruit of. So for us as a nation, as a people, the Lord is doing a lot. He's going out and, if you will, examining the hearts and the minds of the people. How are we before the Lord? While there's time, let's repent. If there's anything that we need to repent of, let's bring that before the Lord. Let's apply the blood of Christ over it. and Let's step into the grace that's been given us. As we, I was saying earlier in Daniel, it was noted that about Daniel and his friends that at the cost of their very lives, they chose to serve the Lord and not follow the king, the natural king, or the gods that the king served. At the risk of their own lives, they chose the Lord. And I don't know, I just sense that it need to be brought up. And the Lord brought it again to my remembrance. He's the Lord, and he's able to do that. But clearly it's important for some out there, especially some leaders. The Lord will intervene. He's God. He is ready, willing, and able to save and deliver. He's looking for those who are people prepared, who will stand strong and stand for the Lord on his behalf. And I encourage each of you to do the same. So we're going to pause there for today, and we're going to continue in, in number 16 on the next episode. So I look forward to connecting with you on the at the, the next time, next week, and that know that we love you, keeping you in prayer, and I want to encourage you to continue to live and stand for righteousness and justice. Love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.